maybe four inches tall, maybe maybe a little smaller than that. Your four inches is fine. Well, that's what I've been told. Yeah. But uh, it's how you transform it is what matters. So it's on how you handle it. Hey folks, I'm Chris. And I'm John. And this is another episode of Toy Trauma. The podcast where we talk about all things toys and all the beautiful, sweet, sweet trauma it gives us. Oh baby, just reveling in the pain and suffering caused by these pieces of plastic that we love to buy. Oh yeah, we're going to live unsubscribed in your head. Oh yeah, we live there. We lay back. We're like, have you seen that movie, uh, Employee of the Month? Bet. Yeah, you've seen it with, oh, like, God. you know, the... going to talk like an 18-year-old, like a 14-year-old for the rest of the podcast. You know how they have, like, a little secret compartment up in the warehouse where they, like, yeah. they like put all their comfortable stuff? That's, so random. You're, why are you going to this? That's me and you living inside the viewer's heads. Oh, rent-free. We, we have a little secret compartment in the warehouse of their minds where all we right. live there. If we haven't alienated you yet, folks, don't worry. We will eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This week, uh, it's been a minute. If it you, has. It's, it's if you're weeks. going with this chronologically, I know there's at least three of you are. Yeah, every got to be there every week, or yeah. else don't bother to. Apply. So this this will probably go up about a month after our last podcast. It's been a little been a little bit of a break, but yeah. we're here to uh, get you all back with all juicy tidbits of toy news and our opinions, which is the most important thing in your life, no doubt. That's how I feel. Exactly. I don't want anybody living without my opinions <laughs> in their brains. So this week we're gonna do the huge man. We're going to uh, I don't know why I said huge. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm in douche mode from like trauma. Trauma. Live unsubscribed to my head. Bet. Oh God. <laughs> Deuce is king. You're becoming a YouTuber whether yeah. you like it or not. Smash that like button. <laughs> um, we're gonna you know tell you about some stuff we've been watching. Give you a little recommendation ish. Recommends. Then we're gonna talk about some of our favorite toys that we've gotten recently. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of news. Hit you with a little bit of news, folks. And our main topic this week is a full retrospective of our favorite MCU series, The Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, hooked on a yandu. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were. I didn't know I was going there either. I was in the moment. It's all you were deciding as you went what was going to be the next word you were going to say, and none of us could have predicted it would be yandu. <laughs> <laughs> so let's i'll let you go first because i have a bunch of little mini recommends because it's been a month and i've been on vacation so i've watched a shit ton of television <laughs> well so I, the the two things that i want to uh, mention the first one is i'm, I'm going to try and keep it short and, and not gush too much but season three of i think you should leave just came out and it's it's just as good or better as the previous two seasons and you know that i love that show and you love Basketball. So are are you Dave Tesh and I'm John Tesh? Is that what we're <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> I guess, yeah. If you want to go that way. Well you were on the Vokes. I was on the keys. Where you, uh, you were singing too. Keyboard. It's right there. Oh fair, 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 fair. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but so I think I'll you should save leave. it up. I'll test it up. Season three dropped on Netflix last week uh, or this week is this week. It was on Tuesday, May the 30th was when it came out. Okay. And uh, we, we've already watched it twice all the way through. <laughs> not, not a great. Not commitment. me and John. John. John and his wife. No. Uh, yeah. My wife and I have watched it through twice and um, it's fantastic and you should watch it. That's all you need to know. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to mention, too, was the uh, the, the Muppets Mayhem on That's uh, on my Plus. list. Um, oh my God, dude. I, I don't know. Like not every time when they make a Muppets thing, does it like fully hit like, uh-huh. like the old Muppets, but there were so many emotions and love and feelings watching that show that yeah. like, it's only 10 episodes, but it, I feel like they got the core of what the electric mayhem represents. I'm looking forward to watching. Um, and I, I can't recommend it enough. So both of those go watch them and, and you'll love them. I think I, watched a bunch of television and a lot of uh series finales too so like ted lasso i still haven't watched any of that show but um you're gonna I, I love it haven't heard anybody complain yeah. about it barry that show i fucking love oh god I, mixed feelings on the ending okay but um have is, you... is this the final season yeah or, okay because barry we uh Literally. we watched i think the first two episodes or maybe just the first one of this season of season four and yeah. decided to wait till it was all out to, to watch the rest of it's it. It's all done. So it's we'll interesting. Probably I watch mean, that tonight. Um I don't know if I would call it satisfying, but it's it's interesting. Hmm. Um Mrs. Maisel, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I remember us talking about that. Beautiful ending. Loved it. Okay. Um there's a show that I think a lot of people are sleeping on on FX, it's also on Hulu called Dave, about this guy Little Dicky who's like a YouTube rapper. Oh, I know Little Dicky, and he makes this meta show about him becoming famous. Oh, okay. And I, it is I liked him. I, I don't. I haven't kept up with him. I don't know if they're gonna do a season four, and I don't think they knew if they were gonna do either. Do mm-hmm. one either, so they left it. Season three, the season three finale could be a series finale, and I'd be happy with it. Hmm. It it has one of the best guest stars ever. It is amazing. Like, I almost want you to just watch I, the last episode of season three. It is so good. I can't promise that I'll watch Mrs. Maisel anytime soon, but I, I will 100% be watching Barry soon, and I'll definitely watch Dave. Dave is in your wheelhouse for sure. Like, he fucks a real doll. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like he seduces it. <laughs> it's so funny. That does sound funny. They show the real doll being made. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's so great. Dave is so good. <laughs> Highly recommend Dave. That's awesome. I've never, I've literally never heard of it until just, just now. Oh yeah, it's so good. One other thing I did watch, I finally watched, um, season six of Rick and Morty. Okay. Fucking fantastic. Okay. So good. I don't remember which season was the last one we watched. Uh, it's um this one had Morty gets a lightsaber. That sounds hilarious. Oh, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> but one of the thing I did watch that you recommended was Beef. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed feelings on it. Yeah. I really liked a lot of the episodes. There was good humor throughout. Yeah. But I was not a fan of that ending. I'm I, not going to talk about it here because I'm about spoiling podcasts. But I yeah, did not like I, I don't want to spoil anything uh, either. But um, I, I agree that the ending is not fully satisfying. But I don't know how it could have been. You know, like I don't. Obviously, we're not writers. We don't write podcast. I mean, we don't podcast. We we don't write um, movies uh, hey, currently. We so should. Like, we should. We can. We'd do it fix better. Hollywood. That's right. 
we'll be scabs right Starting now. Starting with go, Star Wars and Kathleen now's Kennedy. Now's the time, man. We just go, we walk right across the picket line. Seize say, the day. Hey, all you people that wrote the stuff that we really loved. Hey, fuck you. We're going to oh, go we to can your be scabs. Jobs. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Now's oh, you time. wrote you wrote Rise of Skywalker? Fuck you. No, we're, we don't love you. See, I would be, uh, oh no, Rise of Skywalker. We both say fuck <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think person. the world in general. Those like seventy-five writers that wrote Rise of Skywalker. Oh, God. <laughs> those are the ones that we will will scab them, but no I'm one else. Depressed. Let's let's talk about something that won't make us depressed. What's the toys we've bought, John? Oh, will they not make what? Tell me, uh, tell me what toy didn't make you depressed. So this week, I'm going to talk about the Super 7, believe it or not. Holy shit. Sewer Samurai Leo. Uh-huh. Uh, I was there when you uh, picked him up. I yeah. Think. This bad boy went on sale. Nothing like a Super 7 figure on sale. Get it um, Get it for uh, like 35% off, and it's the, the price it should have been all along. Yeah. Long. Yeah. It was Best Buy where I got it from. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, for some reason, they throw away that sweet little sleeve <laughs> so mad i was There's like somebody at best buy that is just like me they're just like fuck all this extra packaging well, the the shipper box okay yeah but the sleeve i mean it's got that cool little icon on it with they like, look cool man they look great i was a little bummed but that's the price you gotta pay if you want to pick it up on sale so you yeah. know whatever that's what you pay for with that 35 percent is the, yeah. the sleeve and the shipper box i um but no i love it it's um you know it's got all the Super 7 problems, sure. but I still love it. Loose joints, um, but this one has a shit ton of accessories that are all great. I love all the chrome and yeah. the, he looks, it's it's a cool looking toy for Three sure. swords, um, turtle and samurai gear, which we'll get to later oh, in the yeah. news section. Yeah, we have some more information Yeah, about I'll stop that. blathering on about it. I, you know, despite its faults, I love it. Now, yeah. now, I mean, can I recommend it? I mean, if you can find it for... $40 or less, I think I can recommend it. But 50, if I'd have paid 55 I'd be like, these fucking hips, these loose yeah. joints. Yeah. I Dude, I um, I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there who like really like that version of, of Leo. So that's got to be their like best yeah. thing they could possibly buy right I, now. I, I, I'm super pleased with it. I, I like that's it. That's awesome. Well, I, I picked up something that I know you're not going to give two and a half fucks about, but <laughs> I really was excited about it. It's the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Lightning Collection Snizzard. But anyway, so he, this dude Please is don't a... don't cancel John for saying that. <laughs> uh, so the Lightning Collection Snizzard, he's just like all the other weird monsters. He's like a deluxe size. He's bigger, a little bit bigger than the Power Rangers. Uh, this dude is a snake lizard, as his name might might imply wow how did uh, i not pick that he's got snake hands he's kind of like uh king he's hiss? like a thulsa doob king hiss okay. like full monster you know so okay. like his legs are made out of snakes all wrapped up together and he's got cool snake hands and the thing about him that's the coolest is that his mouth which just looks like a normal snake mouth mm-hmm. it fully like d- distends like disconnects Ooh. and opens up into this big it's like his whole torso is his mouth like and a then legit snake. inside the mouth are little tiny snake hands that he can, you know. So he's kind of like a combination of like a trimmer, like a graboid, uh-huh. or and a snake and a king hiss. And, you know, I like him. He's cool. Oh, I, I see why you got him. He was on sale on Amazon. I would not have paid the retail, which is, I think, $35 for him as fast. But I got a good deal from a friend on Facebook. What what's he going for on Amazon? He's Sixteen bucks on Amazon. Oh shit! That's I only paid I paid twelve for him loose. Oh dang! So I kind of didn't get as good a deal as I thought. 
Well, twelve loose. I mean, you got all the accessories. Yeah, he's yeah. great. I, I'm. I if you're into weird toys, then uh, you can't go wrong with Snizzard. He would fit into. Uh, he would fit into a Motu. Yeah, uh, oh, Masterverse. You could put him with Origins Display, even, yeah. just to be like a weird with monster. The snake man. The if I was gonna complain about him at all, it would be that his legs don't have any paint on them. They're just like yeah, unpainted kind of like snakes blah. all mixed in together. But other than that, I think he's awesome. So and like his whole torso becomes the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's really cool. He's got a big long tail that's like partially bendy and has the ball joint that it's attached at. Shit, I might actually end up buying a Dude, Power Rangers toy. I legitimately all of those like deluxe Power Rangers monsters, like the weird monsters that they keep mm-hmm. coming out with. They're so cool. That that's why I put them on my top ten from last year. I just think they're really fun. Uh, so mm. I got snizzard, and that that's next it. time you come over, I might have to. You want me to bring out my snizzard for you? <laughs> Let you play with my snizzard a little bit. What about your snake lizard? I won't complain. Just be kind. All it is, that's fed to bread, folks. Well, this is going to be one of our heavier, if not the heaviest Lego pods we've done. So I thought I'd put in a little bit of Lego news up front. So there's a deluxe $450, 4,000-piece Batman Batcave set. When I saw this uh, announced, I was just like, Chris is going to have this on his wall somewhere. I almost bought it, but you can't display it on a wall. You can't hang it. It's what? Well, yeah, it's so it's too heavy. But it's isn't it a shadow box? It's a shadow box. That's what a fucking shadow box is for. If you look at all the pictures, it's displayed on a shelf. That's dumb. Or a table. Yeah. Well, could you? Could you not? I guess you could get like a big, like a nice shelf. Also, mm. I, I I don't want it because it would be hell with all those black pieces. Ah. Uh, I was it, like, yeah. no. That's one reason why I still haven't put together that giant Batmobile. Yeah, I'm just like, I, oh, that's I'm gonna need like dedicated. I'm gonna have to like do it professionally and like have pieces and different bins and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like I can't just do it like how I normally do it, which is like open a bag on a table and. It it's been a little while since I've built a like really big Lego set. Yeah, but same. They they tend to do pretty well as long as you go bag by bag. Yeah, but but I know a lot of those bigger sets they do like. Oh, you have to open up three bags, a bunch of bags at once, and, and you gotta spread yeah, them out. Yeah. The last real set I did like that was the um, Imperial Shuttle. Okay, like the giant ass one from like twenty god fourteen, twenty thirteen, something uh-huh. like that. You still have that? I do. That that's an awesome set, yeah. man. It's it's in a room, but um, <laughs> yeah, I have to show you. Uh, I haven't bought any of those new, like, the diorama-style Lego sets. I think it's neat that they're making those. So in, in more affordable Lego news, and I've actually, this was almost my toy of the week, but in good conscience, I couldn't <laughs> say because I haven't built it yet. So you did buy it? I did buy it. Oh. So, um, What's up? I went to my godson's house, uh, and they had it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, Uncle Chris is buying this for himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is the up. House, aka Carl's house, the the depression zone the, with the balloons. <laughs> but it's got balloons. That's no, that's great. It's a great. It's only sixty bucks, which for Lego 
is fair. It's like a fair deal. A Disney license, yes. yeah, for like a fairly big set. That's pretty good. So I highly recommend it. It's not quite as accurate as it could be, even by Lego standards. They well, they kept it the part count down to keep the price down. When will we get the UCS Carl's house <laughs> exactly Lego? Right? Get on it. The one to one scale, but you know, like all you know, it's got a facade, and then the back has you know little rooms with uh, different bits from the movie that's great and it's got a little side build where you can from carl's job at the zoo where he blew up the balloons Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and of course it's got doug the dog and it's got russell favorite character um the only thing it's missing is the dodo yeah which but but they weren't in the house at the place you know once they got to at the end weren't weren't they they were all in the house i can't remember it's. I'll be it's honest. Been a hot I've only ever watched that movie once oh, because really? the oh. first five minutes are such a fucking minefield that like, it's hard to think it's, about the rest of the it's movie. Closer to ten. Is it that long? Yeah. Yeah. See, it's been it's been so long. I don't. Because I used to um, remember <laughs> when I used to. I don't really. I honestly haven't done this in almost a wow, almost a decade maybe. But when at the end of the nine weeks when I had to get papers graded. Uh huh. I would put on up, and those little fuckers would shut up. Yeah, because they, they were crying. Up, probably. shut them up. Yeah, up, shut them up. It just it grabs you emotionally. So They're just like immediately, your whole class is just sobbing. But I've wanted an up house for a long time, and you can buy some model kits out there, but they're mm-hmm. like seventy five dollars, and you got to paint it. Here's yeah. a model kit. It's Lego, which is just fun. And you know the instructions are going to be easy to read. And you get minifigs. Yeah, yeah. Super no-brainer if you love that movie. Yes, so highly recommend it. So in non-LEGO news, uh, McFarlane uh, DCU line has announced that they're putting out another Flash figure, which is not news. But for McFarlane, this is news because they're giving you an alternate unmasked head sculpt. And a masked head sculpt, all in the same package. You that don't is... have to buy two separate toys. Wait a second. Are there any hands? Does he have extra hands? I think so. Holy fucking shit. What is going on? And uh, it's with this new cyborg build-a-figure. You know how he does with Target and exclusive build-a-figure mm-hmm. where they weirdly It's like a don't one release... alternate part or something? They Yeah, they don't release all the figures at one time. They release them. Oh, you mean like the Starro thing like they did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so gotcha. this is going to be cyborg, which I'm... Very curious to see what this finished cyborg looks like. It looks like it might. Hmm. I might have to get it. So we, it's a, it's a cyborg from the movie universe, or we just don't even. No, know No, it's from comics. It's not. No. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a big old cyborg. Well, it's very generous of Todd to give us uh, two heads in one package. Yeah, and uh, continuing the Todd love, he is releasing these classic moments in Warner Brothers cinema. So Warner Brothers this year turns a hundred. Disney turns a hundred. A lot of centennial logos going on, self-congratulatory stuff happening. I've seen some of these. Um, are, are they not calling them movie maniacs? Is that what they're calling them? Unfortunately, no. no. Oh, I thought so. he was releasing movie maniacs at some they're, point. Um, you see how little I've kept up with it. So the movie maniacs used to have some posability. These are just like little One statues, piece. little six-inch scale statues. What I remember about the movie maniacs, though, was that like, yeah, they had some cut joints, but... You really couldn't do anything. Not much, with them. but yeah. they had a ton of accessories. This is literally just you get this thing, which is similar to what he did with Lost. I remember, if you remember those Lost those. figures. I do absolutely. Yeah, and they had the Lost figures had their own special diorama base. Right. 
all these have it. So, so far they've released um, Ted Lasso, which, eh, even though I love the show, I don't really need a Ted Lasso figure. From, from what I've seen of it, it seems like it would be fun to have like a posable Ted Lasso so you could have him interact with your other characters. Yeah, but, but no. A, a statue Ted Lasso that your other figures can walk up to and look yeah. at doesn't sound so cool. They got a Harry Potter, which isn't a great likeness. Well, that's dumb, too, because we already have lots of Harry Potter toys. He's done posable Harry Potters, which were not great. So has NECA. Like, a bunch of people have made... Um, And the one I've been tempted to get, which I've had in my hand a couple times and put back on the shelf, is the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, I have seen pictures of that one. She looks pretty good. Yeah. She looks pretty good. Uh, But again... You get that frustration of not being able to pose her yeah, see, with your other I, figures. I just don't get it. But um, it's only—I mean, they're twenty-five bucks each, I think. Or tw- yeah, I think they're twenty-five retail. But what I'm gonna have to get—they solicited the new wave, wave two, uh-huh. and there is a sloth from Goonies. Hey, you guys. The dude. I, so I—I I was really tempted because uh, Neca did the. The sloth and chunk two pack of the like eight inch. Yeah. It's like the big clothed. clothed. Yeah. I know neither one of us cares for those, but even then it was like it'd be pretty sweet. Like cloth uh cloth sloth is supposed to be bigger, you know. Yeah. So like you could maybe get away. It might look cool. Chunk's gonna look like a freak though, because he's gonna be like six feet tall <laughs> the next to everybody else. But But uh this sloth, McFarland sloth, I think I'm gonna have to get it. He's got the pirate hat on. He's got the Superman shirt. He's doing a pose that I don't think was in the movie. It's kind of like a Superman pose. He's like he's, pulling his shirt open. Yeah, and he's uh. got like the suspense. It looks great. So that's cool. Once I see it on shelves, I think I'm gonna buckle and have to get it. I'm glad they're making those because I like that we're getting some properties that don't have toys otherwise. Yes. It's just so disappointing that they're they're just not articulated. They're not toys, you know. Yeah. Like it's like you know, anyway. So many statues. I'm glad they exist. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you about some stuff that I am really excited about. Oh, baby. Because we finally got, we've been getting hinted at for, I would say, years now. Getting our nuts flicked. NECA's seized. just been teasing us about stuff from uh, the remaining TMNT movie stuff that we don't have. There's not a lot left to be made, um, but the things that are remaining are very important. And one of them that we know is coming out soon is Kino from uh, from Secret of the Use Part 2. Um, the there's only is, one secret of the use. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part Two: Secret, the secret of the use. Wow, John! I can't wow. believe I got that wrong. Wow! As a as such a huge fan of that movie, I just wouldn't <laughs> oh, God. be. Uh, I, I, I can't think believe you like I it fucked more it up. Than me, I I like it for its silliness, yeah. but I do hate it. Like compared to the first one, it's like it's such a trash movie such compared to how yeah. good the first one is. But but I still want Aquino. I do. I still want his I want Ernie Reyes Jr. is what I want. I mean, I couldn't Kino, remember his I'm... name, but yeah, I love that little dude. He's awesome. Remember uh, that movie where it was like all brothers that did karate and they were all in different colored geese and they were all... Uh do you mean Three Ninjas? Three Ninjas. Yes. Uh yeah, Three Ninjas yes. fucking rules and then God. you have Three Ninjas strike back. I think I saw that or something. One too. Yeah, yeah. And then I think they have three ninjas at Splash Mountain or something. <laughs> three ninjas they, on vacation. They're like they're like at a an amusement park or three something. Three ninjas European vacation. Right? Uh, I don't know how many of those uh, Ernie Reyes showed up for, but yeah, but yeah, he's I gonna have a scooter. Those. Yeah. So we finally got a look at him. We've been seeing like him in the background of other pictures, yeah. and we we kind of knew he was coming because I think maybe Ernie Reyes mentioned it or. 
I don't know, that whole process is so convoluted. But we finally found out that for, for SDCC this year, we're going to have a deluxe box set that's going to be Kino, his scooter, and all kinds of swag from Roy's Pizza. Yeah, like uh, Employee of the Month thing and stickers <laughs> and all. The, the thing I love most about this SDCC reveal is mm-hmm. that the package for Kino and his scooter is like the standard Walmart packaging. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty sure... You just won't get all the extra shit, We're going to get that on a shelf, I hope. Like, NECA's going to do a website sale right, like they normally right. do, but even those are, are tough to get. It can be, for sure, especially if it's something that people are rabid about, like they always are for the Turtles. Yeah. Uh, and then, but I'm hoping Kino has a smaller fan base. Yeah. Well, and one thing I will say, I, I, I didn't think he looked great sitting on the scooter. Yeah. Like, now, luckily, I don't really care about putting Kino on the scooter. You want other people on that I scooter. I want other people yeah. on that scooter. Which is a realistic, like, whatever, Suzuki. Like a Vespa style. No, it's I'm not sure Vespa. It's, not it's a like, Vespa. It's got, like, that little point. It, it's like a modern scooter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks it's good. It's a cool, it's a great yeah. look. Uh, and I want that scooter. And I want Kino. Um, but uh, With the red and white jacket, the windbreaker. Ja- oh, yeah, good. I mean, looks dude, good. he got to kick so much ass in that movie. Like, that's something people don't Maybe I need to rewatch it. Much. I don't know. It's it's kind of like with um, the next bit of news. This one I'm torn on. The next thing we're going to talk about, I still haven't decided if I'm buying it yet. I, I like, okay, so what we're, the next bit of news that we're going to get to uh, another exclusive that we've that's been announced by NECA is But as of the, this recording we haven't seen it. Not not we've fully. Seen, as of this recording we've seen Kino right, in all right. his glory, but we've only seen the box tease. And like a silhouette, I and think. A silhouette, yeah. Uh, and that's the TMNT three uh what is the I don't even know the name of that movie, but Turtles in Time. Tur- Duh. Something like that. Yeah, no, it's Turtles in it's Time because yeah. they named it after the video game, yeah. and then it was nothing like the video game. But the, all I know hey, is okay. it's Turtles and Samurai Gear, which, as you know from my favorite toy this week, I'm right. all about. Um, so we're getting a four pack, is what we yes. assume. That's it's sort of been announced, but we don't know what they look like. We, we don't, don't have to assume they it's. They've with. definitely announced it's going to be in the VHS style four pack, just like they did for the first two movies. Um, the price hasn't been announced, but you can bet it's going to be a. a Probably looking at a hard pill to swallow. Thirty-five bucks times four, at least, probably. Uh, probably like forty bucks. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's yeah, gonna be a couple like hundred bucks. One sixty, if if not. Yeah. And um, I re- so I have fonder memories of TMNT three than uh-huh. two because I only saw TMNT three once in the theater. <laughs> I saw it once in the theater, and I was like, Elias Codius was back as Casey. Yeah. I'm, but we had a different April. We had another April. That was weird. But Casey was back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I I recently looked back at pictures of those turtles. Yeah. Good God, those faces are awful. Even in like, the second movie, they they went from these amazing, like kind of realistic, gritty looking Jim Henson. Characters. I think they were Jim Henson. They went with new suits in the second one that were more cartoony looking, and they got even worse in the third one. They just cheaped out. All around uh, as the movies went on. Well, they did it, you know, back to back. But so I don't have any personal like fond memories of that third one. I don't know if I had grown out of it at that point where I like wasn't as into Turtles as I used to be. Probably because I remember I saw it in high school. Yeah. And um, I did it just because 
I love the first movie so much. Yeah. And it's cool. like turtles on horses and samurai gear fighting. Like, yeah, that done. sounds like a non, non lose, you know, like, like whew. done. Give me that. And so one I've... of the cool things they also announced was that this was going to come with four alternate heads. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to take off the gross TMNT three heads and put these 1990 heads on these TMNT three bodies. They didn't say that. So it's like they said that these samurai four... hats for the. That's what I'm hoping. Mm. Again, as of this recording, we haven't seen it. My yeah. my expectations are high. NECA can deliver. I'm hoping they do. So our next bit of news is actually something that I was I was shocked to see that you put on our outline. Yeah, a bit of uh, a bit of Transformer news. So it's the it's the first uh, Transformer I ever saw get murdered. <laughs> so it's an oh, it's indelibly so engraved into my my neurons, <laughs> my synapses of will not never forget. Uh, Starscream just straight up murkin. Brawn. Poor Brawn. Poor dumb Brawn. Just runs <laughs> towards the Decepticons with no gun, nothing. They, just were, like, they were just on a normal trip to Autobot City. What? They weren't prepared for this. No. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> Brawn thought his little ass was going to do against like just like a grip. Like, there was like six yeah, yeah. Decepticons They on wouldn't there. have needed more than one. All they needed no. was Starscream holding Megatron. And yeah, were just fucked. straight up got him in the chest. But when he keels over, I rewatched it recently. That shit is that horrifying. Scene. Yeah, he keels over, just, just like smoke coming from his whole back. Yeah, yeah. So like that, even though it's not <laughs> like necessarily a character I remember loving, I remember that death scene to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, have you ever seen any of the interviews with like the guys who made the decision to like to do that? Like they wrote the movie. Maybe from a Toys That Made Us episode. I I think that's probably where I've seen it most recently where, where they're just like, look, man, to us, this was just last year's toy line. And we had to get rid of last year's toys so that the kids will want to buy the new ones. So we just we pushed them out the door, you know. And that's not pushing them out oh the my door. God, that's they pushing them six feet under, horrifically motherfucker. Horrifically animated, they're like dead faces. Yeah. And you're, you're just like. And then just like oh. unceremoniously. Like, how many times have the Autobots battled the Decepticons and come away unscathed? Laser blasts flying yeah. in every direction. And here they just, the Decepticons are like, you know what? Fuck this pussyfooting around. We're just going to straight up murder these Autobots. And it's like, oh, that's why Megatron's the baddest motherfucker of them all. Like, because he just, Starscream just straight up uses Megatron and shoots him. That, that morning, Megatron realized that this whole time he'd been set to stun. And he just like flipped the switch. <laughs> he to woke kill. up, he was like scratching his belly one day and he's like, what the fuck? Oh, you're kidding me. God damn it. All this time, I was set to kill. Stun. He's like, oh, no. boop, set to kill. Let's roll, boys. Let's go find Brawn and just murder him. So they're, it's a $25 Brawn. It's going to be tiny, probably. Yeah, that's that's something that... Uh, I, currently, the Brawn that I have that I really like is a Legends size, so it's like maybe four inches tall, maybe maybe a little smaller than that. Your four inches is fine. Well, it, that's what I've been told, yeah. but... Uh, it's how you transform it is what matters. So it's on how you handle it. Uh, but so I'm excited to get one that's maybe a little bit more. I don't know. The scale is always lame with transformers. It's like you the just head have sculpt to not look good. Care. So I, I, the, I'm gonna only have them in bot mode. The, the alt mode didn't look great. It's it's from that Studio Series 86 line. Yeah. Just about everything they've released in that has been awesome. So I big recommend from me. Good. <laughs> Guess what this month is, John? It's Pride Month. Uh, Wrong, lameoid. What? 
It's Yo Joe June. Oh, I should I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. Why didn't they not release a Pride figure? That kind of, yeah. What would even a, be the Pride figure? That's from some Joe? synergy. They're not. They're not. Um, is there a gay GI Joe that we? The do any dreadnought. That's true. Them, I mean, like out there You're in right. the swamps, those yeah, dudes yeah. all got the all them the, British the, dudes the in the swamps, mid midriff shirts and yeah. gra- grape soda. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and grape soda. Yeah, we we got a lot of cool new GI Joe. A lot, almost entirely classified or or entirely classified. The only thing mm-hmm. I saw was classified. Yeah, I guess I'm surprised they didn't have like a uh, like a retro. Well, June's release. just started, my man. You're and right. it's Yo Jo June. It's still coming. So I'm sure each week we're gonna be getting some tasty new drops. Well, the thing that I know we both pre-ordered yep. was the good old Trouble Bubble. The Trouble Bubble, the fucking Hasbro overpriced. I could not pre-order that thing fast enough, and I, I I complain constantly about pre-orders, but they got me right in the soul. Yeah, T- Trouble Bubble and the fucking Televiper. Televiper. My my with favorite three heads. Dumb character like why does the televiper because <laughs> to sell toys why is he a viper <laughs> why does you know I, I love him i love him the only thing i my complaint about the televiper is that there's no head with like words scrolling across his uh, face because that's my one of the things i love about the televiper. wait does that alternate head did not not have oh words? maybe maybe i didn't look no close ma- enough. no i think you're right it was just like darker it was like yeah, I, I didn't look. The, here's how much I wanted the trouble bubble. I didn't even really look close at the pictures. What at I the saw renders. was a. Um, I just saw a trouble bubble, fifty five dollars, and was like, "Fuck, okay, <laughs> I'll just get one for now." <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully there'll be a warehouse sale. In air quotes, I'm using sale. Yeah, to that. I mean, you know that's coming, and that's when we'll get our third through tenth <laughs> right uh, tr- trouble bubble. You need three. Got you. Got to have a, 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 a formation of, of yeah. trouble bubbles. You need a trouble. You need a flock of what would a what would a a gaggle of bubbles? A flock of a trouble, trouble of bubbles. A trouble of bubbles. <laughs> a trio of trouble. So that was released. Um, it should be forty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I kind of think that the same price as the, the Joes say, right? with the bikes. It, the, the Joes with the bikes are the, forty bucks. That's the trouble it. bubble to me looks like less plastic than the bikes. Yeah. But it's also much more interesting. So like I'm willing to yeah to, to give it a little more leeway. The bikes have moving parts with but the, the But also the bikes they've now released like the 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 RAM, is that what it's called? No, yes, not the RAM. The RAM. Is it the RAM? They've yep. now released that twice. Mm-hmm. Uh and like a lot of its parts are reused from other stuff too. So like yeah. eh, I don't know. I don't get excited about a motorcycle anymore. Are you gonna get excited about a Arctic bat? I'm trying not to. I do like that that Arctic bat is more than just a repaint. Uh, he got his a whole new head. He's got yeah. some new like kibble on him and yes. stuff. I have mixed feelings. I didn't buy one. I didn't get the crimson bat either though. I so I got I pre-ordered the crimson bat, and the most disappointing thing about that was the head is not interchangeable with the previous two bats. That doesn't make any fucking sense, right? So the um. Python Patrol is a repaint of the original bat, right? Right. The Crimson Bat has a narrower hole for the head. So when I tried to swap heads, nope. That's weird. Why the fuck would they do and that? And the the whole um, thing with the bat is supposed to be like modularity, right? you know? So the um the other thing with the Crimson Bat where they skimped on was his interchangeable hands uh-huh. were the same color black plastic as the Python Patrols. Wow. So you didn't get any variation there either. So they're really skimping out on it, and this Arctic bat, 
I'm gonna buy one for sure. I probably will too. I'll probably get a crimson one eventually, but um, I just I. But I'm... they only have one alternate hand, and that's the buzzsaw. The the Arctic one. Yeah, the Arctic okay. one. The um, I don't hate the white head. It's got like this black stripe with numbering on it, which I'm not in love with. I wish you'd just give us a white head. The same the... head, but yeah. See, I, I'm ex- I'm in I'm encouraged that they gave us a new head. You know, well, they, not just a battle damage. Yeah, which exactly. Is what the other ones come yeah. with. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, like a new a head that's a new, new to this bat. Yes. You know, it's not just which hopefully that can go on other that figures. Would be awesome, yeah. Because that doesn't that looks like a dude. Like some of the renders that they had where it's posed and uh-huh. all, it, it it looks like a a joke. He's like adjusting the scope on his helmet. Mm. Like, it looks cool. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I but it's not. We I know we both love that cool. The last little bit of news is. Um, not new news, but it's um I noticed that the Cobra Range Viper and the Joe Big Ben Night Force characters mm-hmm. uh are both Walmart exclusives. That's that's worrisome because yeah. I love the Range Viper. He's like he's, he's got a brain. He's just got an exposed yeah, brain. That that bright blue with the skull helmet is just so cool and uh I, I definitely need at least two of those things. I think we'll be able to get them. Because like those um, retro cards are warming pegs, all but those over are old figures. Those are old characters. You That's know? what I'm saying. I th- I think. Um, I, I'm I'm worried just once because... the shipment comes in. Once yeah. the shipment gets just, here, it's just because the Range Viper is a new. It's like a new character that most people really like. You're getting that FOMO. I think I'm scared, but You're I mean, that I, FOMO. You might as well not pre-order from Walmart because they'll just cancel it. Harkening back to last episode, we talked about a little movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume Trois. Last podcast, we talked probably more than we should have about a movie that we really, really enjoyed, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And that's our main topic of discussion. Yeah. A full retrospective of these wonderful movies, Guardians of the Galaxy. And all the films they've been in. Yeah, Which they've yeah, been in seven. That was something I... Totally blanked on. I rewatched uh, one and two to to make sure that it was fresh in my brain. Yeah. But I didn't rewatch like Infinity War and Endgame and all these other movies that they pop in. So I'm really glad you added that on our outline. Yeah. So um, one thing I'm gonna say up front, it's probably gonna be controversial. Oh no. Is I think Guardians of the Galaxy is maybe the best comic book trilogy so far ever yet and and this is coming from a huge batman fan dude i i agree with you we were just talking about it earlier uh off off mic that um as much as i love the nolan films uh i love the dark knight i really like batman begins and i tolerate the dark knight rises yeah yeah it's not a great full trilogy um, and you can yeah. say other films in the MCU, but I mean, none of them really have their own trilogy. Even Iron Man, um, I don't think anyone's going to say Iron Man's the best comic book trilogy. No, but, I, I, um, I think I will have a different opinion of Iron Man 3 than you. I think I, I love Iron Man 3. I like um, Iron Man 3. Okay. I haven't rewatched it. I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since I first got it on Blu-ray, which yeah. was, I don't know how many ever years ago. But to, to tie in with what you're saying, mm-hmm. I think Guardians is the most consistently good uh, superhero trilogy that we've gotten. Or even consistent. It's like every movie is, is good. Having just rewatched one and two, mm-hmm. I can confidently say 
those movies are just as good, if not better, yeah. than the third one. Um, and they they have a consistent level of quality. It's obvious that they're written by someone who had a plan to begin with, and you can tell that they were uh, they were laid out before they started filming the whole thing. There's little bits and pieces in one and two yes. that pay off in three. Uh, and in other things that are so, you can tell they planned that. It wasn't yeah. just accidental. So even, okay, even if you want to argue with me and say like, well, the Donner Superman movies, I'm like, that's technically not a trilogy either. But even if you want to argue with me about um, Guardians being the best comic book trilogy, it's... I think it's definitely the best MCU trilogy. I, oh, no you, doubt. Like, who's going to, like, it's unique. Guardians is unique within the MCU verse. And I guess that's redundant. <laughs> Guardians <laughs> is, yeah. It's Guardians is unique machine. in the MCU in that it's the only franchise other than Iron Man to get numerical sequels. Right. right. So that is very um, deliberate on, on the part of Kevin Feige, which is brilliant. It's like, he didn't want people to think of these as standalone movies. He wanted them to think of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as everything together. Yeah. And it's been working. Right. It's been working. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons you forgot that the Guardians were in so many MCU movies is because there have been so many fucking MCU movies. Yeah, that's true. It's like, and once you tack on the the last, what, three years of Disney Plus? Two years? All the, Almost three. Card, yeah. The TV shows and stuff like All that. All the shows? It's it's a lot for a we're at the what eleven or twelve year mark for Jesus Christ, MCU I don't even know. right now. That's so that's so crazy. To no, think we're about. we're we're at the fifteen year mark because I just saw a video where Kevin Feige and um John Favreau talked about the fifteen year anniversary of the first Iron Man. Mm. So twenty twenty three is the fifteen years of the MCU, and which you'd think like with most franchises, fifteen years. Oh, like four films. Maybe, but there's been like what almost thirty. I, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, I, that's, that's I. Yeah, at least so two I think a year. You know, within the MCU, Guardians is unique. It's had volume one, two, and three, the main issues, and then you've had all the supplemental things, just like in Spin-offs comic books, and stuff. all, all yeah. the little to get the full story. You really yeah. need, uh, I think, to really complete the Guardians saga. You can't do it without Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Like, those are crucial. Absolutely. Crucial moments. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the main plot points in the third one is yeah. Gamora being gone, and you don't know what that means unless you've seen Endgame. Like, they kind of tell you a little bit, yeah. but yeah, that's that's such an important point to bring up. So we're going to do something a little different here. We're not just going to talk about the toys. We're, we are going to talk about the toys. Oh, yes. We There's talk. a lot of toys a lot. that exist, but rather than just kind of you know go through List and talk every about single all one. these toys we're going to talk about the toys that we really liked yes uh from each film and then we're also going to talk about some notable exclusions you exactly. know who did we not get what did we not get that, i'm excited because really this, wanted to i'm excited because this is kind of bleeding into your other podcast where you mm. you you want figures from movies or franchises that don't exist so we're gonna touch on that that's true there's a lot of notable absences absolutely from from hasbro with these figures Uh, but you know who's picking up the slack you know who picked up the slack who's that lego yeah oh lego as usual lego is carrying everybody's bag lego has almost all the guardians figures you'd ever want out i i'm i've been a james gunn fan since his trauma days 
Uh, and so when when they announced James Gunn was going to be making the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, before we even saw any screenshots or anything, I was just geeked to fuck because I've I've been following him since Tromeo and Juliet, and he even wrote those Scooby Doo movies, which yep. are actually pretty good. Um, I'm, I won't agree with you there, but okay. They're I'm serious. They they're watchable. They're fun. Uh, the but he's got uh solo movies Super, which is like a Rain Wilson. Super was okay. I, I watched that back in the day. Yeah. I, I think the marketing for that one hurt it because it looks sillier than it actually. Yeah, is. it was way more dour um, than I expected. And then uh, one of what I think is his masterpiece is Slither. I have yet to see Slither. That one is uh, I mean, it's horror, but it's also funny. So I wanted to watch it because I love Nathan Fillion. I would give you a big recommend on Slither. In yeah, fact, it's... now I think I'm going to have to rewatch okay. Slither. Um, I'm going to have to find Slither on streaming. Uh, but James Gunn, big fan, really excited that he got to put his vision on film. And they, they gave him a lot more freedom than they did most directors. And in directors. such a big way. Yeah. Which is another thing that stands out in the MCU. He is one of the few directors who has seen his vision the whole way through. Right. Like right. ask Edgar Wright how Marvel does when you have a unique vision. Ask um oh shit, I'm missing the guy's name now. The guy I, who did Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange movie. Oh, I don't know his name. Um, but I know like He was another horror director and uh, then Marvel was like, Nope, we don't want to do that. We'll we'll bring Sam Raimi in. Which I mean, look, I love Multiverse <laughs> of Madness. If you're gonna bring in a pinch hitter, that's that's the one. Yeah. Uh I mean even Joss Whedon, who when he did the first two Avengers movies Well Joss Whedon drove himself off that cliff. But but he was at like the peak of his popularity when he did Avengers. Like that was like when he Oh was... yeah, that was peak Whedon. And then when, when two came out they um they were they bullied him around heads. and yeah. told him and then he never came back. Um you know these these big directors. Doesn't matter how big you are, you're getting notes from Kevin Feige. Oh yeah, um, he's. I feel like I'm sure he's got final cut with every film, but I feel like he gives James Gunn the most leeway. It feels like that, yeah, for sure. Especially I, after yeah. we'll get into that with Guardians Three. Of, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that is a James fucking Gunn movie. Yeah, in the MCU at its heart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even even at its fringes. Yeah. Um, so let's dive in. Ready? Let's do it. Let's do Guardians, it. Guardians, Volume One. Ah, hooked mm. on a feeling. Da, 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 da. I'm so tired of believing. That trailer, that that's one of the things. There maybe two trailers I remember vividly. One, The Matrix. Yeah, I rewatched that trailer so many times <laughs> in college. I and then that old Guardians trailers. trailer. Do you, yeah, like current trailers. I do, this is a such a digression, but yeah. I fucking hate how trailers when they when they start they have a little trailer of the trailer. It's yeah. like you oh new Spider Man trailer boom and then you see like forty scenes in yeah, one it's second like, dun, 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 dun. and then the trailer starts. Well, you Fuck know why? You. It's for these ADD kids who are like old. Man. I can't watch movies; they're too long. I'm an old movies man. Are boring. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't stand it. It it's drives for the Pete Davidsons out there who are like, I need 80 images in four seconds. <laughs> I need so, a. You need a, the trailer with Subway Surfers on one side, and then like the the lyrics to a song scrolling across the bottom. Yeah, but what was beautiful was that Guardians Volume One trailer. It was so epic, dude. Here we are, just for context, right? We're like in 2014. The MCU is in full gear. Yeah. Like. Everyone is on board. We're getting a cinematic universe. And then what do they give us? A Spider-Man movie? 
No. Will they give us Punisher? Uh-uh. <laughs> Guess what you're getting next, folks? Guardians of the Galaxy. And everybody was like, the fuck? What? Yeah, like nobody's heard of them no, at this what? point. Yeah. I I would have called myself a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was excited about it, but I didn't know very much about them. I, I, that trailer I, got me excited. It, the like, trailer was insane. And I'll argue that trailer changed the trajectory of all modern comic book movies. Oh, do tell. Because from that trailer, we got the edit of Suicide Squad that was based around 100 pop songs ah fair point and that was not the way that things were going you know james gunn made this first and i assume all three guardians movies based around their soundtracks because uh, such a core part of the movie is peter quill's love of these songs that his mother left him um and from the beginning he built the movie around these songs which is a brilliant conceit i can't believe beautiful uh I was about to say, I can't believe no one's done it before, but Edgar Wright did it with Baby Driver. He did, and it, that's another one. But that was post-Guardians. That was post-Guardians. That, that movie's killer, you know? Um, um, I mean, just to, you know, be the film guy, actually, uh, Jonathan, um, Quentin Tarantino, and prior to him, Martin Scorsese were very well known for not using traditional film scores and instead uh, contemporary or uh, popular music as their <laughs> extra diegetic uh, music to score their films so i just wanted to mention that thank you thank you yeah but no gun definitely gave the music which is normally you know extra diegetic meaning like the audience hears it and it's the music meant to move us but he made it an integral part of the main character right so the songs that we were hearing and enjoying were also deeply important to peter quill aka Star Lord, man. Who? <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah. So the, I love all of these. Uh, it's it's such a believable soundtrack because it's all of these seventies and eighties songs that his mom would have loved and yes. played for him. I love how the movie. So I think I mentioned I I just rewatched one and two to have that fresh in my yeah, head. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. And the way that that the first movie opens, where it's immediately emotional. You're oh, sad. Yeah. You know, you're he's in the hospital. His mom's dying. He doesn't really know what's going on. And his safety is that music. Yes. And so his from escape, the beginning right? of the movie, he feels safe with that that music. Yeah. That that one mixtape is so important, not just to Peter, but to the the plot of the movie. And like so much of the movie is moved around that that tape existing. Yeah. And so I mean, if you haven't, we we didn't say this, but just. You know, to say it, we're obviously going to spoil the fuck out of everything. Yeah, go watch them. Um, Don't listen to this if you. What I will try them. and keep us to though is that like discussing things chronologically. So like, sure, that tape is going to pay off in other discussions with the other movies later, yeah. much more so. And that opening scene, one beautiful thing about having one writer, one vision behind all three movies is, uh, like you said, things get set up in one that pay off in two that pay off in three yeah it it is a true that's why i say it's it's the best comic book trilogy uh because these characters do go on an arc some more prominent than others and um some not through all three films which we'll talk about but that opening scene where he his mom's dying of cancer we find out that she made this music for him to help comfort him yeah and at the very end, right before she dies, she wants 
to grab his hand and he's too scared. Yeah. Here's his mom dying in bed, bald, his mom, but not his mom. It's so heartbreaking. And she's trying to give him this gift and you think she's kind of talking about nonsense. She's dying. She's like, y'all daddy with the worst accent. It's that pretty actress. bad Southern accent. Y'all daddy yeah. had was pure was light. An angel made And just like light. a throwaway line. Yeah. And yeah. that's the whole fucking second movie. Yeah. yeah. So kudos, James Gunn. Um, I mean, there's the, his his uh, his grandpa is there in that scene. Yep, that pays off in the third in movie. The third movie, big um, time. It's just, uh, it's it's so well done, and the the that's one of the things that I had forgotten after just watching part three, which is so sad throughout it. This movie also very emotional, very sad. All at, three are emotional. Parts. Right? All three of them have lots of sad parts that are going to really make you care about the characters. Yes. Um, which is not normal for an MCU movie at nope. all. Like I can't. I don't think I've cried in any MCU movie. Maybe like Endgame or Infinity War, at the big peak moments, we get a little tear. The, like like the it's most, trying. The most I've ever gotten. The the closest I've ever gotten to like tearing up or welling up, in a Marvel movie that wasn't Guardians was an Endgame. When Cap summons Mjolnir and says Avengers Assemble. That was like a more of a like. That was like just like (laughs) tear joy, right? It was like this fucking happened. Oh, my God. Like this iconic comic book moment is fucking happening. That that was killer. But I, you know, I think I definitely got emotional when Avengers Assemble, you know, all the portals start opening up in the background are are we monsters because we didn't tear up when everyone started uh going to ash no see this because i knew they were coming back exactly when i saw that film i was with two girls i used to like hang out with they're both married now but they were kind of like my movie my mcu movie buddies there was like a group of us (laughs) and um (laughs) they were crying when spider-man died and i was like i'm like girls you know he's coming back like we're getting another movie but that was a sad part where he's like, Mr. Stark, you know? Yeah, I, I just didn't care because I'm I'm too jaded. I'm too jaded by, like, knowing that they're coming back. Like, the... But it didn't... Because... God, I just... But something we're going to get... I was blubbering in part three. I know, I know. At the theater. I was blubbering multiple so, times. What we're going to get to is that the Guardian's emotional moments come from trauma they come toy trauma that's right they come from things that you know happened to these people these characters prior mm-hmm. and you're seeing stuff happen now that touches on those like like real people that touches on those emotions they're complicated you yeah. know and it all pays off throughout the series yeah. in such a beautiful way so we've got so much to get through i don't want to skim over anything but this is this is that aperitif this is the amuse-bouche <laughs> of the guardians universe and Maybe still my, I think it's still my favorite film. Yeah, Guardians I, one is. St- I rewatched it before this podcast. Um, I rewatched two first. So like, um, before we saw Guardians three, I rewatched Volume two, and I was like, oh wow, Guardians two is my favorite Guardians film. And then before <laughs> this podcast, I was like, I really need to rewatch the first one just to brush off the cobwebs. And I'm like, nope, this is still my favorite. I think it's just a better all around movie. I it, think you're right. It's, it's a more better even. all around. Yes. It's like a it's like uh you know 85 to 90% all the way through. Yeah. Whereas I think 
Guardians 2 has higher highs. Yeah. Uh, All of the stuff, and we're going to talk about part two in a second, but in fact, I'll save my my highs. But I think Guardians 2 has higher highs, and then I think Guardians 3 even has higher highs than 2. Okay. But I think that it has much more. Both of 2 and 3 have a lot more low parts. So we haven't got to your favorite Guardians film yet, is what you're saying. I think I I like... I don't know. It's so hard. How do you you pick your favorite? You know me in lists. But but one is still my favorite. They're all great. They don't. I mean, we're doing a podcast about absolutely talking. Yeah. So let's touch on a couple things. The um, the one of the payoffs in this film is how Peter Quill is a gigolo, right? He's um he's a himbo. He's a man whore. The first scene we see him as an adult, there's a a purple skinned girl (laughs) wearing his t shirt from the childhood. I forgot you were here. That's that's (laughs) That's such a great line. So we get the origin of that. He's not just that just because he likes to fuck. Like he's afraid of making an emotional connection with the woman because the woman he loved most was his mom and he had to watch her fucking die. Yeah. And even, then he got kidnapped. So. No, but even more so, he he lost her, but he was too he scared to, yes. to face it. That's so another like, layer, right? Not only can he did he lose her and he's devastated because of that, but he also he ran away from her yeah. while she was dying because he was too scared of and her. And then literally Got kidnapped by yeah, space pirates. Never had a chance to fix that. Yeah. He's just disappeared. And he, it's, he's that's just... a layer, right? So it's that fear and guilt, that fear and shame. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, great, great writing, layered character. And he deflects with humor. Yeah. You right, know, Chris right. Pratt, perfect casting. I like, agree. As a, not the biggest fan of a Chris Pratt, but he's, he's amazing. In, yeah. He's in these so movies. good as Star-Lord. He is Star-Lord. Yes. Like there's no yeah. one else that could have yeah, done it. Yeah. Very, very great casting. And it pays off in the end when, and I think, and James Gunn even does a flashback where he's, uh, Star-Lord's got the, uh, the power gem, the power, the infinity stone, mm-hmm. and he's not disintegrating. You're like, Oh, what's going on here? And then he starts to grab people and he reaches out for Gamora. Yeah. And they flash back to him reaching out for his mom. And then it's like, he's in love. He's hooked. Yeah. And that pays off. It was so beautiful. And other films. Uh, I, I love earlier on in that movie when uh, the the little, the collector's maid yeah. grabs the gym and she just disintegrates, you yep. know, like... They they perfect setup for what you, happens. Oh, yeah. a normal person touches this, they're fucked. Yep. And we even see Ronan, who is this super powerful guy. He is too scared to hold it. Yep. So he sticks it in his hammer. Hammer. So like space hammer. Such a such a good job and such a good payoff uh, in part two when we find yeah. out why he was able to and do talk that. about a great villain. Like I, you know, I, I really like Ronan. He does what a villain does. He's got motivation that's clearly established. Yeah. And, and some exposition, and he he's he's no one's lackey. He he's only doing this for Thanos. Which oh, pff, another thing I gotta mention: our first, we, second right, second time we see Thanos. Uh, it's the first full Thanos. Right, right. Like first time we see all of Thanos, not right. just his head. Right. Yeah. So um, great reveal there. Starting to tie together the MCU. This yeah. these characters that we don't know are going to become pivotal right. to the whole uh whatever he's calling the the infinity saga, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever we're like the whole first part of the MCU. There's three phases, I think. 
But uh, I, I want to. I, I kind of. I think Ronan might be the weakest part of the movie, in my mm, in my okay. eyes, because partially is because I'm a huge Lee Pace fan, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's kind of wasted. He's he's a very one note villain. He's just this like lunatic who's just I'm gonna go do something but he, it's unclear what it other than the fact that he hates the Nova Corps no it's religious it's like a thousand year war he's it, doing this for his ancestral it feels like pride. it could have been fleshed out more like I don't really know what he was on about you know yeah um, it could also have been a three hour film but yeah <laughs> I, I think for what he's meant to do which is basically be and, and this is something I haven't mentioned yet but I'm about to when I get to the toys is he's basically Darth Vader and the Emperor all in one Hmm. Thanos, for lack of a better term, is the Emperor. Sure, yeah. Uh, Ronan is Darth Vader, but we get more of his motivation. We get more, a little more characterization, other than he's just like devoted to. Uh, he's basically space Nazi. You know, I, I can he, definitely he's space Hitler. I, I agree, very much agree with the Vader uh, connection, especially like a New Hope Vader. Where like, oh yeah, this we is... don't really know much about him. Yep, he's scary. And that's enough. Everybody's afraid right? of him. We're scared of him, and we don't really need to know more about yeah. him. And that's that. I can totally get behind that. Um, I think another part of what weakens Ronan's character is that we have Nebula and Gamora, who are both at first villains that are. We spend a lot more time with them, mm-hmm. and so Ronan's kind of in the background, and then shows up back again at the end of the movie to kind of. Which is what a big bad should do. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I mostly just wish we got more Lee Pace because I really like yeah, him. Yeah, he's a good actor. Uh, and so, I, maybe we're just on the same same. Uh, so before we get here. to the toys, um, I just want to mention that's gonna kind of. This is one of the films where people die. Like mm-hmm. MCU doesn't like killing off their characters. We had to wait damn near ten years for a main character to die, and it was Iron Man. Then you know Black Widow. Um, but the main villain fucking gets disintegrated in this movie, um, and one of the Guardians dies, Groot dies. It's arguable if it counts as a death, though, right? I'm going to argue it. because he, he does change personalities entirely, so... They, they've they made it very clear that this is... The Groot we see in the other films is a different Groot. Like, the Groot who died... It's like a new generation of Groot. It's like his, it's like son, his offspring. Basically. It's his son, yeah. That's an interesting it's perspective son that, on that, it. Yeah. So, um, he's not raising Groot. He's raising a Groot in right. Volume 2. That, that makes sense. That actually... Yeah. I had never thought of it that way, but that makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, James Gunn's gone out of his way to point that out, because I thought the same thing. And Yeah, but it's like, no, he's like, nope. It's different. It's totally different personality, different character. That definitely puts a lot more yeah. weight on on him dying there. Yeah, and then Rocket Raccoon, a digital raccoon animal, is sad about it. That's his best friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was devastating uh, when it happened, and yeah. it's still emotional. Like even it, knowing that Groot mostly comes back, yeah. you know, uh, it was still sad in that moment of him growing all those brambles yes. and Rocket being like, no, don't do don't this. Don't do this. Like, Root, you'll die. Like, that was really sad. And that doesn't, that moment pays off years later in the third film where we find out Rocket's origin story. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just wanted to mention that because it's, one, again, one of the few franchises where uh, in this film, in and of itself, the main bad guy fucking dies. One of the main protagonists dies. Like, yeah. Heavy stuff for an MCU film. Um, I have something I want to mention too is that uh, on the rewatch, the the relationship between Peter and Gamora, yeah, it felt so 
believable. Um, so a lot of times in these these movies, you know, the it's like the the guy shows up and the girl falls in love with him. It, it almost doesn't matter. It just happens because you know yeah. it's prescribed. It, it's believable because she. She hates him at first. She's like, fuck this guy. Oh, yeah. You, you know, I mean, at first she's trying to kill oh, him. Oh, that whole prison sequence. Um, yeah. Oh, they, so good. It's organic. Like, you you understand why this group of people who came from every different direction and has different backgrounds, they they start to depend on each other yep. because they have to. Yeah. And then they start to love each other because they realize that that's they their family, They all have right? trauma. And, they, they're and, united by... Yeah, They're, both of those things. They yeah. they all have a, a foundation of trauma that they've built this tough exterior up around. And they're like, "Hey, you're like me, and I can I feel more comfortable being vulnerable around you at times." Yeah, yeah, because I know you've been through similar, not exactly, but similar. Well, and, and that's that's trauma. a thing, th- and this is an element of the of all of. Take these a shot movies. every time I say trauma, folks. By the way, it's the tra- toy <laughs> trauma podcast. Yeah, but this is one. It's one element of all of these movies that I find so relatable is the concept of found family. Yeah. You know, so many people come from horrible backgrounds where their, their parents treated them like shit or just fucked them up their, their whole life. And finding the people that actually are your family as an adult, when you're, when you have a choice of who you spend time with, that's just such a beautiful thing that I've, fully embraced as an adult. And I think that's a very Gen X theme. I mean, not to get, you know, too cinephile <laughs> here on you, but if you look at, you know, early cinema, it's all about the nuclear family, mm. about the perfect life. Fixing the family Fix- you do yeah. have. Yeah. And then you get into, you know, post-war stuff, and it's like, oh, uh, there, people are getting divorced. Yeah. People are feeling this ennui, this unrest. And then you get into the Vietnam era where they're just like, nothing matters, everything's bullshit. And then you get into the 80s where it's all about you, me. What makes me happy? And then with the 90s, the Gen X stuff, it's more about like, okay, uh, I didn't get the family I want. I don't have the 50s thing. The, the American dream was a lie. Ameri- it's not yeah, there for us I, anymore. What good does that do me just to feel bad about it? I want my, to make my own family. And then you get f- shows like Friends, right? right where like right. your family is not the people who are related to you, but it's the family you choose. The ones that it's are the, around you every day. The people day. you yeah. pick to be with you. you know? um, so th- that I love like all of that. my brother John. My toy brother. That's right, pal. Pound it up, bro. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I love, I love the way that Gamora goes from hating him to tolerating him to begrudgingly loving him. And I find it very believable. Yeah. And it made part three even more heavy because you, I I didn't care. We'll get there. there. I I know, I know, I know. But I just love how this relationship is built in the first movie, solidified in the second movie and then mourned in the third and it's it it just feels real. It's, and rewatching it, I didn't realize how few of those scenes there were. The main one is where he shares the footloose story yeah, with her, yeah. and and shares his headphones with her. That's which exactly is what such I was an adolescent of. thing. So many Gen Xers and uh, can relate to that. I think even younger people can relate to that because you you used to share your pod your. You sure? Oh, totally, I think people totally. still do that. Yeah, I, I used to sit in um, in math class in eighth grade and share headphones with just a dude that was my friend. You know, just like air quotes friend people. He's putting air quotes around friend. I mean, he wasn't my type. <laughs> nice guy, but but yeah. like you know, but it's I a have relatable my left moment. It's he has something. The right. 
and we just listened to Sure, could their relationship have been built up more? Sure, but it's a fucking 2-hour movie. No, I I For think... the confines of the format, it does a beautiful job of executing their bond. That scene specifically that you just mentioned is so good because you can see her fully on guard. Mm-hmm. He lets his guard down a little bit, so she lets hers down a little bit. Yeah. And they share that moment and yep. then he gives her the headphones yep. and you can see her opening up to him. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the brawl that Groot and they would have uh, kissed their that, first that happened, that would have been, been a, a meet yeah. cute moment for them. You she know? said something, I will not succumb to your pelvic uh, gyration, gyration or something. something, yeah, your yeah. pheromones or something. But uh, um, but that scene is so beautiful because it it's yeah. believable. It's not like oh I love you, Peter Quill. No. It's like, and it's also for as like hardcore as Gamora is, like she's literally the galaxy's most deadliest deadly yeah, assassin, yeah. and it's believable. This is a very transitory time for that character. She has made the decision to betray her father mm-hmm. and start a new life. Mm-hmm. So. Whereas, like, a relationship with someone might never have entered her mind. Now she is, as a character, opening herself up to new possibilities and new ways of thinking. And it's just kismet. It's like, the more you think about it and analyze it, we could talk about just this movie all day. Sure. But we're going to move on to toys toys from this movie. So one of the things I think that most draws the Star Wars analogy I mean, and it's. I don't know if James Gunn's ever said it, but this is fucking a Star Wars homage, basically. It's, I mean, these are better Star Wars movies than all, than some of the Star Wars uh, movies we got. Most of the sequels, maybe yeah. all of the sequels. I don't know. It's prequels for sure, dude. They're they they have that feel of like this world that's kind of dirty yep. and fucked up, but like real. James Gunn took the George Lucas roadmap. Uh, drove it to MCU town and came up and found a pot of gold at yeah, the end of the road. Yeah, he, so great. the um the Milano Peter Quill ship that's the Millennium Falcon named after Alyssa Milano. Uh-huh. Yes, also a litter of M Milano Millennium Falcon. Great. Um, the Nova Corps ships, which are a great design. They're really cool. The at the um that was one of my uh I, I guess we'll get to that av- but... at the Avengers ride. In um, Disney World, uh-huh. there's a giant life-size Nova Corps ship. Really? Right That's outside. Cool. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, they're barely in the movie. It's only in that last fight it's scene. It's a crucial but part. But killer. And At I, the end, right? Yeah, yeah. And what other what other iconic ship was a crucial part to defeating an evil? Oh, the X-Wing. The Y-Wing. Oh, yeah. No, the, the X-Wing. X-Wing, you dickhead. <laughs> Don't be joking. The... um. Uh, so the dude, Nova Corps ships are basically the X-Wing, and, yeah. and they're great. Um, the, I, I wish we got more of the Nova Corps in this, but I, I do like, uh, instead of them being like one like a guy that's the the, the weapon, it's their ship. Yes. It's like a dude in a ship. That's such a cool, like easier to explain yeah. version of the Nova and Corps. And they have to unite. They're a core. They right, have to right. work together. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, what they find out as a team. They have that big meeting where like, we got to... Yondu's going to kill us if we don't come up with a plan. And they, that's where they have their first team meeting. Right. And, that. and they all argue. So, um, <laughs> unfortunately, though, the Necrocraft are the TIE Fighters, and they ain't half as cool as the TIE Fighter. They're straight trash. Yeah, they're like, but really more like the, the a Japanese Zero, because they just kamikaze themselves at the end. In and their movie. wings are weird, and it's just... I didn't care for the, the bad guy ship either. It, oh, it was, I loved... Yeah. 
Not a fan. The the, the Imperial Aster. Star Destroyer. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! You mean the Dark Aster? <laughs> I thought it was really cool. It was. Yeah. It's simple. It's looming. It's ominous. And um, when it goes to fire, like the sides of it turn. That was cool. Like a helix. Yeah, that was you know? cool. I did um, like that it had a big opening in the middle of it that was yes. like the throne room or yeah. whatever. That was kind of neat. But Ronin's chambers. I don't know why I didn't care for it because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> so as far as toys for these awesome ships, um, we we got the most toys for this first film. And I think that's because a lot of the Hasbro especially saw that Star Wars dollar dollar. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, ooh, spaceships? We sell the fuck out of Star Wars spaceships. So you got um, a Lego Milano uh, with the Lego set, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But you also got um, Hasbro made kind of like this mask scale, what, two and a half inch figure I remember series. those, definitely. And I bought the Milano on sale. It's, it had light features. It came with the Star-Lord. It shoot missiles and stuff. It did. Too. It mm-hmm. shot missiles. The only thing I have to say I was disappointed by was the fins weren't posable ah. like that was one of the great things about it it has all these fins on the end which can, you should be able to articulate which you couldn't it was yeah. all solid mold but it still looks great yeah I, re- I remember that line and it was a weird line because they didn't have anything else like it at the time no um but, but it, it was cool it yeah was, it, it had good. um you got a necrocraft they had the novacore ship they had little packs of figures you got a three pack with like i think groot and nebula and somebody else so it was a whole little mini line that Hasbro put out, which they didn't unfortunately do for any of the other films. I think Lego was the kindest to Guardians fans, and and that's going to be the theme throughout these toys. So uh, Lego put out a mighty micro Star-Lord and Nebula, which I I bought. I used to have it. Um, It's 86 pieces, and I specifically bought it because it had a printed um, 1x2 tile of the awesome mix cassette Oh, the cassette. Tape. That's so cute. Yeah. I forgot it, that they made that. Which, it scales with your Hasbro figures. If you want to take pictures and all, it scales. Damn. I, I'm pretty sure I sold one of those two packs, like, pretty cheap not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, it was like a little box. They, I mm-hmm. think they stopped doing the Mighty Micro line. They do them for Star Wars still, but okay. I don't think they do them for Marvel yet. And they're not the anymore. poly bags, which there is a few poly bags yeah. For but we're not gonna go through every figure. No, no, every no. Time. We just want to talk about And they also had the high points. I was tempted to buy it if if Hasbro hadn't put out their little mini Milano line, uh-huh. I would have bought this Lego set, which I kind of wish I would have just bought it to flip it later because it's like, you know, hundreds of dollars now. They put out a Milano spaceship. It was called the Milano Spaceship Rescue. It was seven hundred pieces, and it came with a little small Necrocraft. I used to have this in the box. Yeah. Uh, sold it i i picked that one up and then a couple of the sets from the second movie um i picked them up at a uh at stcc one year mm-hmm. and planned to build them and then eventually sold them sold off because they yeah. were too expensive uh to, to to justify hanging on to but yeah dude i think it's because of the star wars connection lego's like lego star wars sells us by far the most the most that stuff, we do of yeah. anything this is basically just Star Wars, but it's yep. also Marvel. Yep. So like, oh, go all in. Yeah. And they did a great job with them, for I'd, sure. Yeah, I, I still wish the Milano looked a little... It's it's tough to get that nose piece, because that's such mm-hmm. a weird angle. I just that, bumped the mic. That's, I, that's something that I love in all of these movies, is the way that the Ravager ships 
they sound like hot rods when yes. they're flying around. It's like I, I like all the Ravager ships, and we we see more of them in the end of the film, right? Like yeah. everyone's got their own little kind of Milan. Yeah, they're like all custom hot one. rods and shit. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love it. There was speaking of hot rods, there was a Hot Wheels mini diecast Milano. I still got one of those floating around somewhere, which I didn't realize exists. I would have bought one, like not until I was doing research for this. I was like, oh fuck, they made a. Of course, they made a Milano. They did a, a like mainline release, like the the ones that would have been like a dollar, but uh-huh. they also did like a four dollar one that's yeah. a little bigger, and I don't I think they're that. different enough that you need to pay the extra yeah. three dollars for them, but. Um, but, yeah, um, we also got we got Marvel Legends. Marvel Legends. One of the worst Marvel Legends waves, uh, sculpt-wise, of anything they've ever done. Do I agree with you? I disagree. Yeah? I disagree. I still have all my original Guardians on display. Yeah? Yeah. I th- Man, I... I love that Groot bath. That Groot bath is I'll, outstanding. I'll agree the Groot is the best Groot they've done, I think. I, I think so, too. But... Yeah. The, sadly, the sadly. rest of the characters are horrible. I think the masked Star Lord is great. Really, like the Peter Quill. Like they still haven't gotten a decent Chris Pratt. Yeah, they've gotten better, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this one, the the ugh. to me, the only draw to that first wave Peter Quill is the long coat. Yeah, because that's a thing in the first movie that I fucking love is yep. that long trench coat that he wears. Opening scene when you first meet him, he just looks cool as shit. He looks yep. way cooler than he does in any of the other movies. Oh god, to go back to the movie, what a great reveal <laughs> that it's the kid, right? Yeah, you just yeah. pan down and you see the awesome mix on his mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. belt. What a great reveal! Show don't tell. Mwah. Chef's uh, kiss, James. Gunn. The the Gamora in that wave is trash. Gamora trash. Is trash. The I don't rocket think the is Drax trash. is trash. Why do you think the Drax is trash? Uh, it's just it's a it's a really bad sculpt. It just doesn't look like anything like Batista to me. The mm-hmm. one in part two is just like it looks like he came to life. Really? The the Mantis wave one. If you put those side by side, you'll just want to like take a shit on the first one okay. and throw it in your garbage disposal. We'll get to that in, in volume two. But so um, that's that's my opinion. Okay. I think the Groot. You're the right. rocket is straight trash. The, the, the rocket that sucks balls. Rocket is basically a like a Howard the Duck from the Conchu bath wave. You can't you but can't worse, move him below the waist. Because he's not in a, a neutral position. He's yeah. he's like hunched over yeah. with his little like it's just terrible. You can't uh, balance him without his tail. No. No, you cannot. You, so the, there was also that great Toys R Us group that came out. Yeah. That's um, great. Absolutely. The first amazing. I think that might have been the first foray of Hasbro releasing re-releasing a build a figure and he was like a deluxe figure yeah yeah that one came out around the second movie yes because it came with potted plant Groot that yep. we didn't and even know existed. baby and toddler Groot yeah from, from which were inarticulate two. which another yeah. thing how how great was that at the end baby Groot dancing oh i mean and then tracks looking back people like, lost their fucking oh, minds God. about that that this is another thing it set it up in place Groot is the one who taught drax how to turn invisible <laughs> Drax I never his, caught that. His, That's his powers of invisibility. From but Greek. one of the things I want to mention too is um, with the toys is that uh, baby potted plant Groot. The only place you could get it was a Funko Pop, a bobblehead Funko yeah, Pop. That was at the, the first time. ones that came out. And for Funko sure. throughout the Guardians has been committed, and we'll see. Oh, yeah. they give you every every fucking yeah. Groot. Um, let's imagine. talk a little bit about our Marvel Legends that we wish we would have. Yeah, like 
the rewatching the movie, the the one thing that I that we don't have that I really, really, really wanted from the first Guardians was a, a Nova Corps. Yes. Give me a Nova Corps army builder. Um, we should have gotten that. That is all, like I don't understand why we didn't get that. Like yeah, it would have been so easy too. Yeah, because there's there's that that guy I, I can't think of his name. It's like John C. Riley or well, Peter Serfanowitz. Peter Serfanowitz. That's the guy. Yeah. I could never remember what his name. What a bunch name. of a hoes. We we have he's got that famous line from the trailer. Yep. And then of course John C. Riley. Everybody loves Who him. Who wouldn't want a John C. Riley head? You give me a give me an army builder with a, a helmeted head. And then a John C. Riley head and a Peter Serafinowicz, I'd buy three Boom. of them. Easy. And another thing that was blatantly absent from that line, and we didn't get until years later, was a Ronan the Accuser figure. You're right. You're right. I, I In my brain, I knew that a Ronan existed. And it was just like, it was baffling. It's like, you don't give me any fucking villains? You give me, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you not only... even a Necro Trooper. Not even like a Chitari. No, who who were they supposed to fight? Exactly, exactly. That was a that was a misstep. I think I'm just sitting here trying to think. Was there? I think any... they were, maybe Hasbro was concentrating <laughs> on that other line with yeah, the minifigs. Maybe so. And that's wild. Yeah, yeah the only Ronin right? you had to have your Marvel Legends fight a little Lego Ronin the Accuser. All right, we ready to wrap up Volume One? Ready I think so. Yeah, let's... change the flip the cassette. Hey everybody, we talked entirely too much about the Guardians of the Galaxy, and we were forced to break this episode up into multiple parts, so please continue on to part two. We appreciate you listening to us here on Toy Trauma. And if you want to get a hold of us somehow, we're available all over social media. We've got a Facebook page uh, for the Toy Trauma podcast. You can reach us at Salesaurus on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you enjoyed hearing John and I talk, there's another podcast where you can hear us do just that. Mostly John, though. It's called Six Figures, Two Vehicles, and a Playset. Find it wherever you find your podcasts on Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. And if you'd like to uh, meet these handsome devils in person, you can come out to Showcase Comic Con number seven on June 24th and 25th at the Harbor Center in Slidell, Louisiana. Slidell. We're going to have some awesome guests. We're going to have voice actress Liz Ortiz, Batman legendary artist Mike DiCarlo. If you know Death in the Family, you know his work. And we're going to have the original Shazam! Jackson Bostwick. And for all of you wrestling and G.I. Joe fans, the great Sergeant Slaughter will be there. Listen up, you baggots! <laughs> <laughs>